a vow inconveniences. Huh? There's a way a vow must get you out of your comfort zone and, and, and punch you a bit. You, you feel it and say, ah, wow. That's the vow. I mean, even when you're giving it out, you're fulfilling the pledge, you, you, you really feel that it takes almost all of you. Now that's a vow that God is willing to listen to. And I'm here to talk to you. For, now forget what I've just told you about vows and those unfulfilled ones you made before the Lord. That one, God is going to wipe it clean. But I'm talking about what is your state right now? I, I have no idea where you stand with the Lord, but I can only speak to you that some things just can't move until there's a corresponding vow on the other side. So what are you going to vow to the Lord today? You know, the mother of Samuel, she knew without a doubt that the insults that she had taken in, 1 Samuel chapter 1, she had, the insults she had taken in from her other co-wife, they were so painful, and she knew that I would rather have a child and give him back to the Lord all the days of his life other than me not having a child. For her, there was a pain she was willing to deal with. You better know of knowing that my child is alive and is somewhere in the hands of God than knowing that you never had a child in the first place. So what do you prefer? And Hannah prayed and said, Lord, if only you will give me a boy, give me a son. Said, I will give him back to you all the days in your service to serve you all the days of his life. Imagine this woman had prayed before. Year in, year out, she was praying. But on the day she covenanted herself, on the day she made a vow to the Lord, that's the day heaven shifted. And Prophet Samuel was born. So I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, as a servant of the Lord, that there will be things and there will be greater heights that you may never attain until you take a step of faith and make a vow that will seem so ridiculous but so costly when the time for the fulfillment comes. I have to be very frank with you. The Salaam may need a vow. A corresponding vow. I don't know what it is. I don't have to know it. It's between you and God. But let it cost you something. Don't do like Lesali and say, I will give you a kilo of meat if a man has got 2,000 heads of cattle. Are you telling me that even if Mr. Lesali gives out one cow, do you think he will notice? He will never, even if he gives out 10 bulls, the biggest, he will never notice. But if half his heart goes, now for him, a cattle keeper, people who love cows, you're giving out a half, half your heart, you will notice. And yet, it's, it's, it's actions, guys, allow me to tell you this. It is actions like this, not prayer. It is actions like these that open wider doors in the realm of the spirit. Forget this cheap praying you've been doing. Get out of it. Forget it. The people that have gone on to conquer this world, they've done something you haven't done. They've given something you haven't given. 
Now you think that your seed of 1,000 shillings and the person who wakes up in the morning and takes a basket of $10,000 to God and cries his heart out and says, Lord, if you bless me even more, I'll bring a million dollars. You think you're going to be the same? You'll never be. You'll never be. I'm telling you, I have to be very frank with you. I know we say that all seeds are the same. Let me tell you, an avocado seed is different from a seed of eyeball. Different. <laughs> it's true. Eboa is in the by, by backward here. Eboa is there. Avocado seed and ebo seed, they are both seeds. Both tiny. Your destiny, Richard, will cost something. But it takes wisdom to get where you're going. And it takes a sacrifice. You're going to have to do what you've never done before to receive and to get from God what you have never received before. Yeah. Guys, every, nothing is the same. Mm. Nothing is the same. Let us forget this rubbish. Nothing is the same. You can't keep running around with your cavow. Lord, if you bless me, I'll bring you 10,000 shillings. You're saying 10,000 shillings. But there's a person telling God, if only you will bless me tomorrow, by noon, I will bring you $10,000. And by the way, that's such a prayer that God wants to honor. God is saying, will Arthur really bring that $10,000 to me? Or will he begin debating with me? Do you know how people win debates with God? Lord, you know I couldn't because the landlord was on my neck. You're debating with God. You're debating with God. Do you think you're debating with God or you're debating with your destiny? That is you mortgaging your destiny. If you're going somewhere, somewhere you've never been, attempt something you've never done. It's the only way. This man, Jebusah, needed victory. Do you know he was the son of a prostitute? Did you know? Read all of chapter 11 of Judges. His brothers despised him. They said, no, he's a son of a prostitute. But when they needed a leader, they went to him. He said, but you said, I'm a son of a prostitute. They said, no, 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 you come. We're going to make you our leader. He said, will you really make me your leader? They said, yes. They said, we shall make you our leader, provided you lead us into war. And he knew, they've made me a leader, but I cannot win a battle without God. So he goes to the Lord and makes a deal with God. Now he has a deal with the people, but he needs a deal with God, a higher deal. He goes to the Lord and says, you know what, Lord? If only you will give me victory. I'll give you the first thing that comes out of my house. He thought it would be a bull. He thought it would be a sheep or a goat or a camel. But instead, the only one that he had, the only one that he had. Now you're here holding on to that Kalito man of yours who you're saving for tomorrow. You're here holding on to that little food instead of releasing it. And you're thinking, you're going somewhere. I have to be frank with you, you're not. Because if somebody out there has something you don't have, it's because they did something you haven't done. You can't just lie on your bed and dream. You say, oh, I see bungalows. That is hallucinating. That's hallucinating. Those things only happen in the shrine. But if you're a child of God, you have got to get on your knees 
you make a vow with God in heaven and say, Lord, if my wedding takes place in the next two months, don't say I'll stand up and testify. That's witchcraft. Because you must testify anyway. Yes. So how can you tell God, I'll stand up and testify. I will tell the whole world what you have done, but it's your duty. I'll stand up and testify. Testify. You think God wants you to testify? What has God promised you, for example, that you know that it's supposed to happen this year? If you let these miracles this year end and you haven't received your miracles, don't blame God. Blame yourself. Is that you didn't have the faith enough to step out and take claim and take hold of the promises of God and say, Lord, if only you do this for me, this is what I will do. Do you know that that's a challenge to God? And God says, okay. He's asked in faith. All right, I'll do it. Give it to him. And God is watching. If you expect cheap results, sorry to use this word, make small vows. Okay? Make small vows. But if you're expecting that heaven is going to change, that the atmosphere is going to change, you vow something so big that every time you lie on your bed, you say, eh, did I vow that? Huh? As long as you don't vow me, don't put me in the vow, don't vow me. Don't say I'll give you emoji. Don't. You can't give me out. <coughs> yes. Some people may go and say, Lord, if only you do this for me, this is what I'll do. No, don't put me in the vow. Do not put me in the vow. Let it be between you and God. And keep that vow secret. Okay? Only share that vow with the person that you want to hold you accountable. Okay? Not everybody. So that means it remains... And by the way, even involve another person only if you're sure that there's a part of you which thinks you may not keep the vow. Because there's nothing as sinful and shameful to God as you not keeping a vow that you have made to him. So, here's my question. How many of you tonight are expecting that God will do something for you that he has never done before? Wait before you lift your hand. Guys, you know I like to testify here. And you think, oh, but Pastor Mark is too much. There needs to be a miracle that everybody, when they remember it, they become small and your God becomes big. Amen. You forget these funny miracles of yours. You know the way, you know, I was there and it did cost some money, like 50k. And then the Lord sent it to me. 50k. 50k. You understand? I'm not despising it. I'm just showing where is your faith. Because where are the 50k? You know when the Lord gave me that money the other day? When the Lord gave me the other money that day when I was praying, you know? What I, do you know what that said to me? I said, Lord, I went on my knees, I said, Lord, there is more where that came from. I said, now, you know everything I need. I said, I really need this $2 million, like yesterday. Why? I said, Lord, don't tell me it's dollars, it's all paper to you. I said, where that came from? Give me a white paper, but just only $2 million, just two only, you keep the rest. You know, there's a way my spirit was tied up. I said, if God can give this money so quickly, then he can bring even the white paper. You, you understand what I'm saying? It, it was for me, I, I felt like it, there's more where that came from. 
You know when you turn on the tap? Do you know what comes to your mind? Do you know what comes to your mind? When you turn on the tap? Is that it will always be there. And there's so much more where this is coming from. There's so much more where the sun is coming from. There's so much more where the oxygen is coming from. There's so much more where the rain. Have you ever seen people saying, eh, this rain, do you know it's been raining heavily this week? But do you know that tomorrow it will not stop it from raining? You know why? Because there's so much more where that rain came from. And so because if there's so much more where it came from, why should it stop you from asking? Why should you limit yourself from asking? Can I tell you, 10 years from now, you will be a creation of the things you asked for today. And the things you believed God for today. Right now, where you are, is a direct consequence of the things you asked for yesterday. Anything you don't have today, you didn't ask God for it yesterday. You didn't believe him enough for it yesterday. It's why you don't have it. Anything you have today is a direct creation of the vows, of the prayers, of the persistence, of the confidence that you had in God. But he would bless you to the extent that you are right now. When you look at your children, they're a direct image of the things you prayed for yesterday. If your kids are putting on shoes and the two legs look like they're both left legs, then you should know this is exactly how you are praying. You know the soul I'm talking about? And, the, and the, both souls fall on one side. And that's your kid going to school. Your kid is a representation of who you are. How your children look like, that's exactly how the, the world sees you. That's how you look like. You see today, we are a direct representation of our parents. You make a mistake, they say, whose son is that? Whose kid is that again? They say, ah, they are this old man, you know, this man with the lugezgezi. So my question to you is, what do you want the Lord to do? I, I don't like, I know that every miracle, Mr. Arthur, is okay. Sorry to say this, but every miracle is proportionate to the level of faith that you have in God. Now, so forgive me if I don't believe in small things. Forgive me, I am sorry. If you believe in small things, I understand, I appreciate your faith. I don't believe in small things because you, look, you stand outside. The Lord said to Abraham, get out, look up. It says, count the stars if you can. It says, your descendants will be as numerous as the stars in the sky. Is that a small God to you? Do you think God has changed that he cannot give you the same challenge? You think that? God can tell you the same thing. I keep telling you, if you're, hung, if you're thirsty, God will take you just only there in Entebbe. You know, you stand right next to Lake Victoria. And then he says, drink. How much of it can you drink? Did you know that when every time you are so thirsty and there's so much water, the what happens? The thirst disappears immediately. Why? Because every, every need melts in the mountain of the presence, of the abundance of the Most High God. You get a very hungry man. If you want a hungry man to eat, don't put a tray of food there. First give him ginats. After he has crushed them, give him some tumandazi. Huh? Introduce tea. Give a banana. Are you seeing? Bring two eggs. That's how you, you feed a hungry man. If you put food on the table and he sees it, 
instantly the hunger will disappear now why am i telling you this is that may you lift up your faith in the lord jesus that may god do something <laughs> that when people meet in the village to talk they discuss you every day you, you get what i'm saying yeah. is that every day they meet they say eh do you remember nani san my god <laughs> for me that is how they discuss me in the village when they remember me they say yes hetiki that's how they should be describing you <clears throat> but if they begin saying they talk about it say ah if you ever hear that you know you're finished you have nothing but may god bless you may god do something i i'm saying this with 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 every faith in me and with such a heart that wants you to succeed and to prosper in everything you do that if it is agriculture you know after you did uh, you did tomatoes right it should be that they don't say that you did 10 acres no it should be that when they show up you've done a thousand acres and all of them are successful you get that kampala everybody says ogenda wani ngenda wa atha what's there who who you need to see the man they say the man has tomatoes you know those blessings where people touch their heads and shake it and they can't describe what god has done for you you get what i'm saying let us stay away from small things those small things they don't require faith they require reason and logic but let it be that people people touch their heads and say <laughs> and then they then they begin to then they begin to cry while praying in tongues that may god do to me what he has done to other are you seeing eh? that's how, that's what that's what that's the miracle i talk about is that may god do something that has not been done in your village in your generation in the people who know you that may the lord lift you up and and lift you in a way that everybody says eh, god i don't know if i'm making sense but but honestly speaking if you also get a job and you are an officer and there are 200 other officers who is going to remember you? you you understand what i'm saying is that if if you understand eh? is that if if there is a, if there is a wedding okay and then in your wedding only a few people eat eh who you understand eh you get what i'm saying you think today that cooking meat and rice is a big thing it's not a big thing it should be that they say hey do you know what they did 20 bulls went down people carried meat that's what you want to talk about people carried meat hey you need to have been there then people talk about you and say eh i'm talking about a testimony where people talk about you 30 years down the road because of what god did this is the glory that is due to the name of the lord we still talk about the miracles that jesus christ performed to this day do you know that you know why we talk about them because they were so big and the miracles attracted villagers from they even took boats can you imagine they said where is it going to be karangara tugende people are no everybody married women singles everybody is on a boat they are not sick what what happened migati migati let's go 
You don't need money. With Jesus, you don't need money. Let's go. The other man can turn from nowhere. We're eating bread. We're eating fish. Who won't follow him? You don't need money. No money, no accommodation. Wine is over. No problem. Where are the pots? Are you seeing what I'm talking about? But may God do something. As you get on your knees, when you lie on your bed, when you wake up in the morning, when you go to your prayer closet, let it be the village talks about you, not for two days. You know right now, you women, you know if you give birth now to one baby, you think it's a big thing? Everybody will say, hmm, that's, that's number what again? Number one. Hey, aha. <laughs> the woman who was eight, what should she say? You get eh? But if God does something new, if God does something new, that in your womb there are four babies, four in one go, four of them. Even even the woman of eight says, she says that if she repeats this same trick of hers, she only needs to do it how many times? Three, and she has twelve. That is it. Now that's what they call it. What? A miracle. That is it. I wish you know what is in my spirit for you. Is that let it be that your eyes rise up beyond the ordinary. I always say this. Is that you see, if you don't have people will talk about you. Okay? If you have something a little, they will do what? They will talk about you. So if all those stages they talk about you, let God give you the very best. Okay? When they talk about you, they will talk about you with fear. When they mention your name, they will add, eh, eh, eh. But if there's a blessing that has come, <laughs> what kind, what kind is that? <laughs> and there's a way they talk about you, what kind is that? <laughs> and then they find your car has got no nose, it has no bum. We bought a car. You should see it. It got lost in the pothole. Are you seeing? <laughs> they are talking about you. But if you are blessing, you know, it's good when they say, hmm, you bought a car, let's go and see. Then they go behind your house. You, take, you let them go by themselves. Then they come back quiet. Quiet. When you know how you saw the potato which is so big? Has something ever choked you? <laughs> Do you know when food chokes you? The first thing it demands is total silence. Why? And by the way, a, a silence, then you must grab. If, it is, if you're in one shape, you will stay there. By the time it reaches down. Now, that's what happens when, when God has done something and your enemies show up to see it, thinking they're going to despise it, only to find it's the biggest miracle in the backyard. <laughs> and then they come back like something has choked them and it has choked them for a while. You ask them, are you okay? Hmm, 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 hmm. Anyway, I have to go. And you say, what has happened? Mm -hmm. No, 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 let me go. You know what happened? It is the blessings of God. I would rather people talk about you on the positive or the negative. You know what I mean? Is that they, talk, they say that, eh, where did he get all that money? How did he send his children to New York? How? How? You understand, eh? And all they're saying is how. So let them, let, them, let them fix whatever they want. But you know how all those things begin? With a vow. I want us to pray. But this is how we will start. If you made a vow to the Lord, 
that you need to repent over, I think we should start there. I'm going to ask you to quietly get on your knees and talk to God. And, and just repent. Say, Lord, I, these mistakes, I, I'm, you know, be deliberate. Say, Lord, I, in my ignorance, in my ignorance, I, 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 I spoke. I spoke out of ignorance. I spoke out of excitement. I spoke out of, I, I spoke out of anxiety. I was anxious. But I come today, I come to make amends. I recognize that I was wrong and I am wrong. May you forgive me and may you not hold this, this sin. May this inequity not be held. No. Somebody just talk to God. In your own words, please. Talk to God. But let it come from the depth of your heart. Like a person who is genuinely seeking God to forgive them. You know? Just talk to him. Say, I'm, 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 I'm sorry. You know? Just repent. Repent of the vows that, that you have made to man. And then after that, talk to God about the vows that you made to him which are not fulfilled. Then after that, then now we will pray over the vows that you must make to God today which are fresh, and then we can go. Please talk to God. Talk to the Lord in, in your own words, please. Please talk to the Lord. In your own words, please. Talk to the Lord, talk to the Lord, please. Just open up your heart to the Lord. Just be as frank and as free as you want to be with him. Start with every vow you made to every man. That may God forgive you and may God release you. Two things, the vows you made to man. That God forgive you and God release you. So talk to God. May he forgive you and may he release you from every vow, and that that vow will never again be used against you in the realm of the spirit, in the presence of God, to accuse you. So please bring the vows, and if you remember the person you made the vow to, please talk to God about that person and say, Lord, I am sorry, I made a vow to so-and-so, which I never fulfilled. I, I acknowledge, I recognize my sin. Please have mercy, please forgive me. So talk to him about that. Okay? Don't, doesn't matter what vow you made. What matters is that you acknowledge that you made a vow that you need to repent for. So talk to God about it, please. Allow your heart to be emptied today because the vows you made before the Lord have been a burden. And even you, they trouble you. Okay? So talk to God. If you made a vow to your brother, talk to God about it. If you made a vow to your mother, a vow to your sister, years ago, even repent for vows you have forgotten, Say, Lord, I repent. Even the vows which I made, which I forgot. Dear Lord, here is a table laid before your presence. It is full of the vows that your children have made today. I lift these covenants, these vows before your throne. That today they've been anointed, dear Lord. And Father, I add my voice to them. That let every vow they've made, let every request that accompanied the vow, Lord, let it be fulfilled in the name of Jesus. Let it be answered, dear Lord, for you are a faithful God, and there is nothing impossible with you. Now do unto them as they have believed, because I know that you are a good God, and you love your children. Now these vows today, consider them answered, dear Lord, today, because you are a God who answers prayer, 
And just like you answered the vow, Japheth, Lord, I pray that may you answer, answer these vows today. And we consider them answered. For you say that when we ask, that we should believe that we have received. Lord, we thank you because we have received our answer today. And dear Lord, we covenant and promise that we will fulfill every vow that we've made to you today. I release the anointing of the Holy Spirit upon these vows. And I speak a word upon these vows that the manifestation begins this very moment, this very hour. And Father, I bless your people as they lift up their hands to you. I bless your people. I bless their offering. I bless their seed. I bless their tithe that they bring before your throne today. That Lord, let it come back into their lives a hundredfold. And let it be a witness of the vow they've made before you today. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.